0: it all joy? How many remember last week's lesson? We win or lose by the way we choose. Would you say that with me? We win or lose by the way we choose. This is the second in a series of messages I'm sharing with you on eight choices that will revolutionize your life. Today, it is choose to live with joy. Listen to how James talked about it in James chapter one. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes scattered abroad, greeting. He was writing to the Jewish disciples of Jesus Christ. And he goes on, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, That the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work in you that you may be perfect. What? Wanting nothing. Really? Can you live such a full, complete life? The answer is yes. But you have to understand something first. No one in this life gets to escape Hardship, pain, suffering, rejection. No one has the joy of getting through life without being treated unfairly, without others rejecting you, disliking you. We just don't get that option. I can't believe how many times that people say to me, but it just isn't fair. Of course not. Life is not fair. If life was fair, I would have been born with a billion dollars in the bank. I missed it by a long ways. Mama was raising us three kids on $100 a month and that's not an exaggeration. There were many times the neighborhood we lived in, we were the only Caucasians on the block. It's okay. One of the things that did, I I learned to love people that didn't matter what their skin color is because we all bleed red. Listen, life is not fair. But can I tell you, life can be filled with joy. Doesn't matter. Count it all joy. Scripture tells us then we're gonna go through hardships. You gotta look at this list of scriptures. And, and I gotta tell you, Jesus is talking in this first one, guys. These things I've spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Amen. Oh, thank you for that promise. In this world, we're going to have tribulation. Oh, that's exciting, Jesus. Wow, thank you. He didn't stop there. How about this one in Matthew? Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come. But woe to that man by whom the offenses come. What do you mean they must come? Anybody besides me noticed we live in a fallen world? Hey, if you haven't discovered this yet, there are there is real evil in the world. Real evil. There's real evil. Has anybody noticed how many murders have happened just since January 1 in the city of Chicago? And I mean, black on black. It's horrible. There's real evil in the world. Have any of you been keeping track of how many in the state of Oregon have been sexually abused, minors sexually abused? There is real evil in the world. We live in a sinful, fallen world. And so offenses are going to come. Jesus in another place said this. Then he said to his disciples, it's impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they do come. It's impossible to get to this life without stuff happening to you. You'll get in a car wreck. Somebody will be texting while they're driving. Oh! And they'll run a red light and hit you. I know that from personal experience. Somebody will be drinking. I could, could, you know what? I even drive better when I've had a few. (laughs) Never heard that? I've heard that nonsense. Don't get in the car. Scary stuff. Evil happens. So what do you do? when evil happens. How do you you deal with this stuff? Second Timothy, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. It's not gonna get better, honey. If you're waiting for the world to get better, you're in the wrong spot. Let me tell you when it will get better. Jesus these are is a direct quote from him I go and prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also that is when it's going to get better that is when life is going to get good Jesus is coming again hallelujah but in this life it's just going to get worse Listen, here's what happens. The more educated men get, the better they get at doing sin. See, when we we threw God out of school, and we threw prayer out of school, we threw Bible reading out of school, we did the dumbest thing in the world because now kids get educated, but their education has no character training, has no moral training, and now all they're going to do is take the education they get and learn how to make sin happen better and faster and more. I'll stop. I'll go on. Let me read this last one to you. This is Jesus again. Then he lifted up his eyes towards his disciples and said, blessed are you poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now for you shall be filled. Blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, when they exclude you. Rejection, huh? Rejection when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil for the son of man's sake, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner your, your fathers did so to the prophets before you. Leap for joy. Leap for joy. First, you gotta understand You're not going to escape it. Bad stuff is going to happen. But what that means is don't waste your pain. So many of you waste your pain. You waste your hardships. You waste your trials. But pastor, it was so hard growing up. You know what it was like. Dad was an alcoholic. Mom was on drugs. It was terrible. Don't waste it. Don't waste it. Don't waste those years of hardship, those years of pain. Don't waste it. But my husband left me and left me with the kids. Maybe you're better. Come on, don't waste it. Don't waste your pain. But pastor, I suffer so much physically. Don't waste your pain. What do you mean don't waste it? Learn how to count it all joy. Learn how, it's a learned thing. Learn how to count it all joy. When he's talking about all joy, literally in the Greek, he's saying, count it holy joy. That doesn't mean the stuff that's happening to you is gonna make you glad. That doesn't mean the stuff that's happening to you is gonna, is gonna suddenly become oh, that's good, oh, that's good, oh, yeah, yeah, give me more of that. No, that's not what he's talking about. He is talking about learning how To take when you're going through those times and instead of focusing on the pain, you learn how to live joy from the inside out. You learn to live joy. You learn to live joyfully even though stuff going on around you may be horrible. Even though you may be going through cancer treatment and chemo treatment. Even though you may be going through stuff. You learn to not waste your pain or waste your hardship because you learn to count it all joy. How do I do that? And why would God let this happen? Why, when God saves us, why doesn't he just make everything good? There's going to come a day when God will deal with evil. But dear ones, the day God deals with evil, all opportunity for salvation stops. Because when God deals with evil, he will bind Satan and he will cast him into the lake of fire. When God finally deals with evil, all demonic spirits will be removed off the earth and God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. When he finally deals with evil. But also, no one gets saved after that point. So everyone at that point who was not saved, who has not received Jesus, they go to the lake of fire eternally. And Almighty God is not willing that any should perish. And so in the meantime... He is allowing this to go on so more and more people can be saved. But his promise to you and I is in the midst of this time while we're in this journey where offenses will come, where it's impossible for offenses not to come, where be sure you will go through tribulation, where be sure you will. But I want you to know during that time while you're going through that stuff, I will make all things work together for good to them who love me and to them who are called according to my purpose. I will make good come out of it. Count it joy. Oh, really? Go with me to the book of Romans chapter 5. Would you turn there? Romans chapter 5. I made a mistake. I forgot to look at when I started. Let's see how much longer I should be speaking. Oh, good. I got two hours. All right. Okay, here we go chapter five, Romans chapter five. I'm going to read the first few verses here, beginning at verse one. I'm going to be reading from the new King James. You follow along whatever translation you have. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. I love that, don't you? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And have access to what? By faith into grace. Right? Now, why is that important? Paul, told, Paul was told by Jesus himself, in your weakness, my strength will be made perfect because my grace will be sufficient for you. Now look what he goes on to say here. We have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint Because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who he has given to us. That's what James is talking about. But let patience have her perfect work in you. That you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. The reason that we count it all joy is not because the stuff we're going through is fun. It's because the stuff we're going through makes me a better person. Because when I choose to live in joy and I joyfully endure, the joyful endurance will build perseverance in me and perseverance in me will build character in me. Can you say that with me? Joyful endurance builds perseverance. Perseverance builds character. I'll never forget my oldest daughter was dating this man and they were talking about marriage. <clears throat> he was talking about marriage, I should say more correctly. And she one day said to him, Pop fly, you're out. <clears throat> Gotta know baseball to understand that. We're having dinner together and she looked at me and she said, Dad, I wanted a man with character, not man who is a character. And inside I'm going, yes, yes, she got it. (laughs) And so she waited. She She didn't get married. She was late in her 30s. And the reason was because she was waiting for that man who had character. Never dreaming it would be a man whose family lost their entire home The factory where his father worked was bombed and completely destroyed. His older brother and dad fought in the war. They escaped with the clothes on their back. Victims of the Croatian-Serbian war. They were able to go back to the house that his father had built because Serbia took it over. And then the UN gave it to the Serbians rather than giving it back to the rightful owners. But instead of making him bitter, it made him better. God gave her a man that had persevered and a character. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that what you want? Don't you want to be better in 2016 than you were in 2015? Be a better person. Have more love, have more joy, have more peace. The only way you get there is you have to joyfully endure so the perseverance is built in your life so character is being shaped in your life. The character of Jesus, the grace of God shaping you, living a holy life. Count it all joy. Because through that, you will build character. Remember, you win or lose by the way you choose. So how do we do this? How do we do this? Don't be undecided about what's right and wrong. Look at me right here. We are really confused in America today. We are calling wrong right and right wrong. The evil people are the ones who are saying, live godly. The evil people are the ones who are saying, life is in the womb. The evil people are the ones who are saying, really? God didn't make them, Adam and Steve. Think on that a while, you'll get it. I know it's not politically correct, but it's still Bible. And it's still sin to have same on same relationships. Just as, by the way, it's still sin to commit adultery. It's still sin to have sex before marriage. That's still sin. Oh, I know they talk about hooking up. I want to tell you, that doesn't work well. It always damages. It always breaks the heart and the spirit. But Almighty God will forgive sin and make you a new creation. But we must, you're you're never going to learn how to live with true joy until you really become decided what's right and what's wrong. There are absolutes. There are absolutes. There are absolutes. God set the absolutes. If you don't know where to start, start with the 10 commandments. And then go to the book of Proverbs chapter six and memorize the six things God hates. Yes, seven he calls an abomination. Learn those. Learn those so that you will know what God himself calls right and wrong. You see, it's not a man-made idea that there are right and there are wrong. It's a God idea. God said there are right and wrong. And so don't be undecided because you're going to be challenged at some point. And let me say to you, young ladies, the time to decide what's right and wrong. is not when you're out with that guy and you're parked in a nice, quiet area and he puts his hand on your knee. That's not the time to decide. You got to know before you ever get in that car. Because trust me, when he puts his hand on your knee, he's not going for your ankle. You gotta know. There's got to be in your heart a decision. This is right, this is wrong. And the time to decide what's right and wrong isn't when you've got that supervisor in your face and he's challenging you and inside you wanna tell them a lie so that you won't be under the heat. That will not bring you joy. What will bring you joy is when you... Own up and you take responsibility for your behavior. Take responsibility for your mistake. You know what? You're right, sir. I did that. You're right, ma'am. I did that. You know what? What do we need to do to fix it? I'll fix it. I take responsibility. You're right. Man, that will that, bring you joy. Oh, I know. It won't be immediate joy, but it'll be joy inside because when you tell a lie, then you got to cover up the lie. And then you got to cover up the lie for telling them the lie. Then you got to cover up the lie for telling them the lie for telling them the lie. Then you got to cover, where does it end? Come on, there's got to be standards. You've got to have convictions. True, joyful living starts with a life that's rooted in solid, uncompromising convictions. This body of mine is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I will die before I will use it in an immoral way. I'm created to live holy unto my God. I've made a covenant. I am a one woman man. I'll not compromise that. Not with porno, not with anything else. I'll not compromise that. I made a vow. This ring right here. It's never been off. The way they're gonna get it off. Nothing. Have to cut it off. For some reason, the ring shrunk over the years. <laughs> <clears throat> Next one. Hey, by the way, would you would you say this with me right here? Right here start right here. See, take. We say it with me. Sin will take you further than you intended to go, keep you longer than you intended to stay, cost you more than you intended to pay. One of the saddest things I read about was a deeply committed Christian man from Georgia, the city of New York, on a business trip. Sunday school teacher, loved God, He had never been immoral. The only woman he'd ever been with in his life was his wife. But for some reason, that night, he picked up a prostitute. The next morning, when he got up in his hotel room, she was gone. He went in to the bathroom, and in her lipstick written on the mirror, Welcome to the world of AIDS. See, sin is a monster of such hideous mean that to be hated is but to be seen. But seen too oft, familiar with face, we first endure and then embrace. But sin will take you further than you ever intended to go. It will keep you longer than you ever intended to stay and it will cost you more than you ever intended to pay. You've got to establish in your heart what's right and wrong. You must never be undecided on that point. Let's go to the next one. Choose today to live joyful in all things. It's a choice you gotta make today. It's a choice you've got to make today. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not, well, I will try, pastor. No. When you say to somebody, well, I'll try, what you're really saying is I don't think I can do it, so don't plan on it. See, you got to decide. You got to choose today whom you will serve. I love those words from Joshua. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. It's the same way about are you going to let life determine you or are you going to determine how you're going to live life? And you got to make that choice. I am choosing to live with joy. I am not going to let drama rule my life one more day. I'm not going to let pain rule my life one more day. I'm not going to let the stuff going on around me fill me with worry and sorrow. No, no, I am choosing. I'm choosing. See, when he talked about counting all joy, when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. What he's talking about is don't you let sorrow, insecurity, fear, worry, anxiety, frustration, don't let that determine your life. Choose to live joy. But you got to choose today. Here's the second thing. You got to learn the joy scriptures. Pastor Dave talked about a moment ago, Nehemiah. The joy of the Lord is your strength. I love Psalm 30, verse 5. Psalm 30, verse 5. We, we got to read this together. Would you turn there with me? I want you to see that this is in your Bible. Okay? You go, well, of course it's in my Bible if it's in yours. I want, I want you to know that you're reading the same one I'm reading from. You Ready? Psalm 30, verse five. I love this. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for life. I can't tell you how many times people come to me. They go, how you doing, pastor? <clears throat> I try to make my standard answer. I am blessed and highly favored. And so are you, brother. So are you, Jimmy. So are you. I know you're walking through a hard place right now, having to work out of town so much, but I'll tell you what, the favor of the Lord surrounds you and surrounds your family. The favors for life. He goes on, weeping may endure for a night. Anybody know what's next? Joy comes in the morning. Come on. Nighttime's always scary. I hate things that go bump in the night. I can tell you what happened to us. <clears throat> two Sundays ago, when, when Pastor Chris was here ministering and I was preaching for Pastor Chris in Sandpoint, at two in the morning, Saturday night or Sunday morning, whichever way you wanna look at that, right above my bed, this air raid siren goes off. I can't adequately describe to you what happened to me. But I, for some reason, I flashed back 40 some years and I was in the military again. I jumped out of bed. We're under attack. And, and Wanda sound asleep. Wanda, Wanda, get up. Wanda, what? She said, what, what? About that time, it stops, and she goes, "What?" They like, go, well, "Didn't you hear it?" Hear what? <clears throat> I get on the phone. I called up friend. I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. So, we don't know how that alarm went off. We're so sorry. They found out later a ladybug had crawled across <laughs> and set off the arm. Friend, I, I was two hours. I actually, had, I actually, I had to take a nitro to calm my heart down. I, was, I hate things that go bump in the night. <laughs> but God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's watching out for you and me. Amen. Come on. Count it all joy. <laughs> Weeping may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning. That was the craziest experience. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Learn the scriptures. Learn the joy scriptures. This is just a handful of them. There are so many scriptures on joy, but you've got to learn them and you've got to put them in your heart. Not only do you need to learn the scriptures. Here's the next one. You got to learn where joy comes from. Oh, there are things that, that, that give you a moment of fun. Man, I, all my life, I wanted to go to California and ride the largest wooden roller coaster in America. Oh, I finally got to go there. I, I, I had two things as a kid growing up. I loved the Dodgers because Spokane was the AAA Farm Club for the Dodgers, and some of the great ballplayers of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, I'd watch come through Spokane. I loved the Dodgers. I dreamed of going to Dodger Stadium and having a Dodger dog. And I dreamed of going to Disneyland because I had been in love with Annette Funicello since I was seven years old. The first time I saw Mickey Mouse Club, I fell in love with Annette Funicello. When I was 13, I knew she was going to marry me because she sent me her picture and had autographed it for me. I'm telling way too much about myself right now, aren't I? And so I wanted to go to Disneyland. I wanted to go to Dodger Stadium. I got to do that. God let me do that in 1987. And he let me go to the other amusement park, I can't remember the name of it now, and ride the largest wooden roller coaster in America. That was so fun. But it didn't bring me joy. It was fun. It was fun. It was more fun than I even dreamed. It was fun. Rode it twice. It was so fun. Wanda hated it, but it was so fun. We got done the first time. She says, Get me off here. I was ready to go back again. She says, by yourself. I did. I took one of the kids, I can't remember which one. But that was fun. But not joy. See, you've got to learn where joy comes from. Joy doesn't come from that guy. Young ladies, listen. Joy doesn't come from that guy. And when you find out that he's been 2 time in you or, or seeing some others, when you find out he's gonna abandon you, don't lose your heart and go, I can't live on anymore. No, let the bum go. He's not good enough for you anyway. Come on, let the bum go. He's not good enough for you. If he was good enough for you, he would really see how valuable you are and he wouldn't trade you for anything. Come on, get over it, move on. Don't. Don't look for external things to be your joy because they can never give it to you. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit inside you. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. It's Holy Spirit in you. Joy comes from the inside out, not the other way around. You can have fun for a moment. You can have happiness for an evening, but that's not joy. That's just a good time. True joy comes from Jesus Christ in you, and the Holy Spirit in you, that is where joy comes from. Make your thankful list. Make your thankful list. What do you mean by that? I find so many people, they are fixated on what they don't have, what they haven't experienced. They're focused on, oh, Oh, but, oh, but that's, oh, oh, but, I should have had that. Oh, but, oh, but, oh, if I just had a better car. Oh, if I just had a better house. Oh, if I just had, oh, if I just did. You're focused on the wrong thing. Other people, they're focused on what's happened to them. I was abused as a child. I was abandoned as a child. Mom and daddy did this, mom and and, and they're And they're focused on all this stuff. I have cancer. I have this. And they're making that their identity. Your disease is not your identity. What happened to you is not your identity. You got to focus on the wrong thing. You need to turn your back to the stuff you don't have and to the stuff that's happened to you. And you need to look square in the face of Jesus. And then you need to make your thankful list. Of all the amazing and wonderful things Jesus has done for you. All of the amazing and wonderful people that he has brought around you. Someone taught you how to walk. Someone taught you how to talk. Someone taught you how to write. Someone taught you how to ride a bike. Someone taught you how to use a wrench. Someone taught you how to use a table saw. Someone taught you how to do the career you've got. Someone, there have been people that have made huge impact in your life for the good. You need to focus on the good things. Make your thankful list. And when you're going through pain, read your thankful list and rejoice with great joy. When you're going through a hurt, when somebody's, abandon you when someone's told a bad story about you. When you're going through that stuff get out your thankful list and begin to rejoice and celebrate and dance a little bit and say God you are so good to me. 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 me." Change your focus. Choose to live joy. And here's the last thing. You got to just choose joy over pain. Just got it. Someone asked me, they say, how's your week been? <clears throat> oh, my week's been terrible, but I'm doing great. <laughs> I was so distracted this week. I can't believe how much this little thing right here, this little thing. By the way, if someone tells you, we're going to lower your ears, don't go there. I know, they mean a barbershop. This wasn't a barbershop, baby. <clears throat> anyway, it's crazy how some little thing this small on your body can yeah. hurt. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy how a ruptured disc at the T78 can just, if you let it, rule your life. Especially when you're as dumb as I am and you go play golf anyway. I know what I'm going to do to myself. The golf is so fun. (laughs) Come on, some of you, some of you you do the same thing. You know, oh, when I get home from riding that four-wheeler over all that stuff, I am going to hurt for a week. But let's go. (laughs) We do that to ourselves, right? To have fun. Can I tell you? You you can do the same thing by choosing joy over your pain. Choosing joy over your past. Choosing joy over the drama going on around you. You make that choice. I choose to live with joy. And let me tell you what. It starts with a decision. And then you train your mind you train your emotions. You train your life. It's a discipline. Choosing joy is not a denial that there are things that hurt. Choosing joy is not a denial that there are bad things that happen to us. Choosing joy is not a denial that there maybe is a disease going on inside my body. Choosing joy is not, is not uh, a saying that divorce doesn't hurt, that abandonment doesn't hurt. That's not, no, no, no. It's not a denial of those things. It is, you are not going to control my life. Jesus and Holy Spirit in me is going to control my life. And I choose to be joyful. I choose to be joyful. Are you, is this making sense? So I want...